I greet you all in the name of Jesus Christ, my Lord and my Savior. Amen. I am very happy to be back with you guys once again to share this episode or this lesson that is, I would say, very close to my heart. This is very near and dear to me because it's something that I've been learning for the past, let's say, three weeks this month. Um, and yeah, I want to share it with you guys. But before I do, we need to invite the Holy Spirit to come and to join us. Let's bow our heads as we pray. Our Heavenly Father, we thank you for your love, your care, your guidance, and your protection. We thank you for your provisions, Father, the food, the shelter, and the clothing that you give us. And we thank you for the opportunities that you've blessed us with and the people that you have surrounded us with, Father. As we read your word, we ask that your Holy Spirit might join us, might lead and guide us, Father, and edify us and convict us where we need conviction. In your mighty name we pray, Lord Jesus, asking that the blood that you've spilled on Calvary might cover us in this moment and until our very last moments here on this earth, until we be reunited with our father in heaven all this we ask in your mighty name we pray lord jesus amen it all started with um me driving into the curb okay so basically (laughs) i messed up with parking and i kind of scratched the car right and you know you hear that funny sound that sound and it's just like ah i messed up so after i parked i kind of just sat in the car and i'm thinking oh my word should i go look should i just ignore it maybe if i ignore it it'll go away and i'm just like no i can't ignore it i have to go and see how bad the damage is so i go and and i observe and it it was scratched you guys like (laughs) i scratched it um so now i'm just looking at the damage and i'm thinking okay i need to tell my dad should i tell him should i not tell him and the internal dialogue was getting really heated and i'm thinking oh if i tell him he's not going to want me to drive anymore but if i don't tell him and he finds out himself then like the whole situation is going to get worse right so i just opted to tell him to come clean you know expose myself and listen it wasn't easy because i don't know about you guys but when you're a firstborn daughter there's like this almost a perfection complex that you have you have to do everything perfectly you have to get everything right every single time you do it and when you don't you almost feel like such a failure and yeah so like basically we're, we're just never supposed to get anything wrong we're supposed to always be we're held to a higher standard i would say and i just felt like scratching the car like i let my dad down like i didn't want to tell him this but i was like if i don't and he finds out himself he's going to be so disappointed even more so than me scratching the car right so i get into the house and i'm just like let me just go tell him and i went to him i'm like dad I'm sorry I scratched the car and um this is what happened I was trying to reverse and 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 yeah and he just looked at me and he was like 
oh, okay, cool. And then I left. And then even afterwards, like, I was still stressed about it. Like, a few hours later, I sent him a text message. And I'm like, Dad, I'm really sorry. I didn't mean to do it. And he's like, I said it's okay. And I just couldn't understand it. I was expecting him to be upset. Because in my head, when you do something wrong, you get a negative reaction, right? And he didn't give that to me. And I didn't understand that. And I was praying. I was like, Lord, my dad is giving me grace. But why am I not accepting this grace? Why Why am I struggling to accept that he's letting this slide? And this is what brought me to the study of um, the daughter of Zion and being comfortable in my role as a daughter. Okay, so I was led to Matthew chapter 7. Um, we'll start from verse 8. Everyone that asks, receives. Everyone who seeks, finds. Everyone who knocks, it will be opened. Or is there a man of you who, if his son asks for bread, he gives him a stone? Or if he asks for fish, he will give him a serpent? If then you being evil know how to give good gifts unto your children, how much more shall your father which is in heaven give good gifts to them who ask of him? Y'all hear this? This is Jesus speaking. Jesus says, if your earthly parents, if our earthly parents, as evil as they are, we're all evil, by the way. We're all wicked. We've all sinned and come short of the glory of God. As evil and as depraved as we are as a species, if we are able to give good gifts to our children, how much more our father in heaven and now this completely took my attention away from not understanding like why my dad was extending that much grace. But it made me focus and dive deeper into the bigger picture. First Peter 3 verses 6 says, If we live by faith, we are daughters of Sarah. It goes on to say that we are born of spiritual seed, right? Romans talks about how we have not received the spirit of bondage, but we've received the spirit of adoption, whereby we cry, Abba, Father, right? Um, Ephesians talks about us being predestined unto the adoption of children by Jesus Christ himself, right? Which means we're brought into the family of God. We are adopted into the family of God. I hope this makes sense. The concept of God being our father and us being his children through faith in Jesus Christ. So when you have faith in Jesus, you become a child of God. Doesn't get any, <laughs> I can't explain it any simpler than that, right? And um, yeah, so as, as, I, as I kept learning about these things, I realized that I needed to start being comfortable in my role as a daughter. I think when I came into the faith, I saw myself more as a servant. I had to serve. I There was always something I had to do for God. I had to be busy for God. I had to be in ministry. I had to, you know, serve. I had to minister. I had to do all these things. And now God is showing me or revealing 
another aspect of my relationship with him and he's saying okay yeah i see your service i see you're doing all of this but you do know that you are my child right you do know you don't have to do any of this to earn my favor you don't have to do any of this to be in my good books right because if your father can extend grace to you when he's evil and I'm evil, we're both evil, how much more will my father in heaven? Because remember, salvation is a gift and it's a free gift. You don't earn it. And so basically what I'm learning and what I'm seeing as I keep reading and accepting this role and this office of being a daughter of God, it's it's almost so relaxing. Like, because you know when you're a servant, or let me not even say a servant, like an employee, because that's what maybe we can relate to. When you're an employee, you go into work, you clock in, you work, 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 you clock out, right? And you do that for the whole month. And at the end of the month, you get your paycheck, right? So there's like an exchange there. You give your time for the company to give you resources or money, Right? But now, when you're a child, so think of your family. When you go home, your mother or your father does not charge you for the amount of electricity that you use at home. Your parents do not charge you for the amount of food that you eat when you're at home. They don't charge you for the cost of accommodating you in their household, right? Um... That, that's just not normal. If it, if they're charging you, sure. <laughs> yeah, no, I can't relate. Um, but that's also just not the point that I'm trying to get to. I'm talking about in a normal family structure, when you are at home, you are not billed for the things that you do or, you know, you're not, you're not getting charged. It's, it's free. It's a gift. It's a privilege, right? And that's what I'm learning in this season. That when I started to have faith in Jesus Christ, not only did I become his servant, but I also became a child of God, i.e. a daughter of Zion. I'm not renting my place in the kingdom. I'm not doing shifts for an hourly wage of grace and mercy. It's a gift from my father. When my father does it for me, it's because my father is providing. You know what I mean? Um, and let's go to the book of Second Kings. This, this made me, it comforted me so much, right? Um, because it showed just how protective God is over his own, over his children, over his daughters. It says... First King, oh, Second Kings, my bad. Second Kings chapter 19, verses 20. Let's go to, let's go to 22. Okay. Then Isaiah, the son of Amos, said to Hezekiah, saying, Thus says the Lord God of Israel, Because you have prayed to me against Sennacherib, the king of Assyria, I have heard. So God is saying, I have heard your prayer. And this is what the Lord says in response. The virgin, the daughter of Zion, has despised you. 
laughed you to scorn. The daughter of Jerusalem has shaken her head behind your back, whom you have reproached and blasphemed. Against whom have you raised your voice and lifted your eyes on high? Against the Holy One of Israel. God is saying, like if you actually read just the chapter before, they were spewing out threats the entire time, right? They were threatening to come and um, destroy Israel. But the second they started speaking about the daughters of Zion, that's when God responded. That's when he said, you know what? Enough is enough. Who are you talking to? Because you touch her, you've touched me. And listen, <laughs> I don't know. I just feel so protected by God right now. Um, that because this is the living word, this not only applies in their time, it applies to me right now, you know. And it's such a blessing to know that, you know, I can't protect myself to this level. But God has assured that he will protect me and he fights for me. So I don't really need to worry about a lot of things because God's got this. You know what I mean? <laughs> and another comforting verse that I found was in Isaiah chapter 62 verses 11 that says, Say to the daughter of Zion, her salvation is coming. Like a constant reminder, a constant reminder that God takes care of his daughters and if you even look up the word daughter one of the the hebrew or greek translations it translates to being the apple of one's eye this is a very protected delicate um person you know obviously a relative but the, the relationships between a father and a daughter are ones that are so unmatched and it's such a pity that the enemy tries to defile them tries to mock them or make it almost inappropriate for daughters to be as close with their fathers um we live in a generation where everything is sexualized you know you can't walk around with your father without someone thinking that you guys are together or you, you know what i mean um and it it creates this gap where um daughters want affection from their fathers but then fathers also need you know um that nurturingness of a young lady and stuff like that um but because they can't get it from each other they end up going to other places you know what i mean um i just feel like god has designed such healthy structures for us but then we always step out but that's not my point i'm going off on a tangent the last verse is found in Jeremiah chapter 6 verses 2, which speaks on the characteristics of the daughters of Zion. It says the daughter of Zion is comely and delicate. She is indeed a delicate woman. When I think daughter of Zion, I think Esther. I think a woman who is capable of being queen you know and i'm not talking queen miss independent woman no i'm talking 
a woman comfortable in her femininity who knows her role who's not trying to usurp and run in the king's lane but she's in her own role she's being delicate and using her delicacy to you know make changes and impact and save her people so i think that's important for us to remember as the daughters of Zion, as sons of Zion, because I know that there are some men who will also <laughs> tune in. But um, just more specifically, being a child of God. When you're a child of God, you are a protected species. There is a verse um, that even talks about the daughters of Zion or the children of Zion. They have a hedge of fire around them. This speaks to the level of protection that God gives and he extends to his children. You know what I mean? The same way your parents paid for you to get an education to put you through school is the same way God will deploy his angels and use his resources to protect you, to provide for you. So in this moment, I just want us to all be comfortable in our roles as children of God. Don't feel like you have to do anything Unless you are instructed to by God. I'm not saying don't do anything ever. I'm saying don't feel like you have to. You're obliged to. Or if you're not doing anything, you know. I'm I'm just trying to encourage you to be more relaxed in your walk with God. Be more at peace with the fact that you are saved by faith alone. In Christ alone. Not by works. Lest any should boast. Um, yeah, we have an amazing father in heaven and it's always such a privilege to speak about him and to share him with like-minded souls. If you are not, um, a child of God in terms of if you have not accepted him, if you do not believe in Jesus Christ, you don't understand what any of this means. I pray that you would, um, ask the Lord to show you what it means to reveal it to you because, There is so much peace and comfort in knowing that you're taken care of. You know, I know when I walk around with my dad, I don't have to worry about paying about anything. I don't have to worry about my safety. I don't have to worry about because my dad's here. Daddy's yeah. You know what I mean? So um, how much more my father in heaven? Like even when I am actually alone, I remember when I was still in university, I would literally by three o'clock, I'd have to be on my way back to my apartment because I'm thinking, I don't want to be <laughs> loitering in the street by the time the sun sets because it's not safe, you know. Um, but now, obviously, um, I've grown up. I am more secure in the protection that God the Father gives me and has extended to me. So I'm not as, you know, frantic about that. But I'm, I'm just saying that there's so much peace there's so much peace in knowing that you are protected by the God who created the heavens and the earth. And this is a peace you will never understand until you accept the Lord Jesus Christ as your Lord and your Savior. For those of us who are already in the fold, I pray that your faith may grow from strength to strength. Anyways, that's all I have to share because that's all I have learned so far. Um, obviously as I keep learning, I will keep sharing. I hope you guys will go. Thank you for listening. Stay blessed.